Well, good evening. Praise the Lord. It's good to see you here tonight. Good looking group of people tonight. I said good looking group of people here tonight. There we go. I don't know if you know it or not, but when the Lord sees you, you're beautiful. Amen. Amen. Let's stand this evening. We're going to worship the Lord tonight. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for being here. And uh, we're certainly glad to see you this evening. But uh, let's just worship the Lord tonight. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you tonight. Lord, we love you so much. Lord, it's so wonderful to have this group of people to come out on Sunday night, Lord, to spend time in your house, Lord, to, to, to worship you, God, to come together, God, in one mind, God, to come together just to worship you, to spend our time with you, Lord. And you said that if two or more come together, you'll be there. And Lord, we, we just invite you to come tonight, Lord. We just invite you, your Holy Spirit, to come and just move and touch lives and, and just flow, Lord, and just, Lord, energize us and strengthen us, Lord, for the task that you have for us for this week, God. We pray that you would just, God, just move in a mighty way, Lord. And we love you tonight. We praise you. We give you our glory tonight because you're worthy of it all, Lord. And we love you in the name of Jesus. Dennis, just play whatever he wanted to. 
so there's no telling. Play it again.
Jesus. In the presence of the Almighty God. Father, that's where we want to be tonight, God. Thank you, Lord, for your presence being in this house, God, when we walked in the doors, Lord. Father, we thank you for the freedom that we have to worship, Father. The freedom that we have to gather in your presence in your house, God. And the freedom, God, to just have that relationship with you, Lord. Father, just have your way in this service, God. Father, open our hearts and our minds to be receptive of you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, yes, God. where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, just lift your eyes to heaven. There is freedom, yes, Lord. Just lift your eyes to heaven. There is freedom. If you're tired and you are thirsty, there is freedom. If you're tired and you are thirsty, there is freedom. Just give your all to Jesus. There is freedom, just give your all to Jesus, there is freedom, yes, freedom reigns in this place, like showers of mercy, 
Jesus. Jesus reigns in this place like showers of mercy and grace. He's falling on every face. There is freedom. Let the veil down. Let the praise go up. Let the veil down. Let the praise go up. Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. Sing it again. Sing it again. Let the veil down. Let the praise go up. Let the veil down, let the praise go up, let the veil down, we're in the presence of the Lord. We're in His presence, Holy Spirit, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, it's it, it's one of the greatest privileges any human could have to be able to give an offering of thanks, an offering of worship, an offering of praise to the Lord. What a privilege, Lord, it is with these lips to say, I love you. What a privilege, Lord, it is to be able to thank you for so much that you have done even beyond what we know about, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Be worshiped and be praised in this place. Be blessed by the worship that's coming from our heart and soul, Lord. It's, a, it's an offering of, of worship. It's a sacrifice of praise. We're bringing it to you. May, may a, may a sweet-smelling Savior come to you tonight off, off of our hearts and the expression of our love and our worship to you and our thanks. Lord, let our praise go up to you. Let our praise touch you and bless you and worship, Lord that really reaches the throne room of God. We praise you, we love you, we bless you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You can be reseated. I felt a, 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 a nudge from the Lord as soon as worship service is over, preach. So I'm, that's what I'm gonna do, except the one thing I'm gonna do in between so I don't forget it, is I'm gonna let the offers, uh, at the offering put, guys, give you the offering. If you brought an offering tonight, you've, you've been looking forward to worshiping the Lord with your offering. We, won't, we don't want to take that offering. We don't want to 
take that opportunity away from you. So Ron's going to gather it up and you be sure and wave him down if you're on the other side of the aisle where he is. He'll come and serve you. Lord, thank you that you have given so much to us. And one of those things is you gave us the privilege of being a giver. You endued us with the ability to be a giver. And you put it in our heart from your own spirit to us, Lord. And we worship you with our giving. We praise you with our giving tonight, Lord. Lord, may it bless the work of your kingdom. I pray that something powerful comes out of this church, this local assembly, Lord, because we are givers, because we are, are connected, because we are committed to the mission of your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm just, I'm just thinking if Marsha was here, how nervous she would be that, that I was clapping to the rhythm of, <laughs> she says, mine is not the right one. So if I wasn't on right that, just laugh with Marsha, okay? Cause she, she would, she would not just be laughing though. She'd be nervous, but man, I felt connected to that song. There was some rhythm in that song. There was a beat there. Praise the Lord. Now I'm preaching on a cheerful heart, a cheerful heart. You know, uh, another thing that came to me while, I, while we were worshiping is the, is the verse that's not in my sermon tonight. The joy of the Lord, it's not our downfall, is it? It's not, it's not our heavy weight we carry. It's our strength. That's why we can carry the heavy load that we carry. And, and, and that's, that, that's, a, that's a verse that maybe the Lord would like to keep on your mind while I'm ministering this message tonight. Lord, I want to preach on a cheerful heart. But you're the one who can give us a cheerful heart. You're the one who can speak words into us tonight that will last, not just for while this service is going on, not just while this week continues, Lord, but for the rest of our life. You can fill our hearts with a joy that never ends. You, you told the woman at the well, I can give you water and you'll never be thirsty again. This satisfies. You give us a water that satisfies. Lord, may that satisfying in our soul keep a cheerful heart alive in us. For the rest of our lives, I pray that this message makes a difference in the rest of our lives, Lord, that we receive this as the word from you tonight and we absorb it and, and, and act on it. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. I told you this morning, my wife likes to uh, keep things funny around the house. And so she'll, uh, she'll, I don't know if she searches for something. She just gathers up anytime she sees something and, and, uh, and shares it with me so that we can get a good laugh together. And uh, the other day she shared me one that said, uh, it, it announced, it was this announcement that now wall, we, at, when we go to Walmart, we're, we're not only, uh, well, and when we go to Walmart, we're now going to help unload the semi-trailers of all their groceries. <laughs> in addition to our duties of checking ourselves out at the checkouts line. You know, so I, more, more and more they're, they're leaning on us 
And we're going to help. We're going to have to show up a little early to go back. They're going to say it's back there in trailer number three. Go to door number three and someone will show you a pallet jack and you'll be able to and just put, leave that pallet jack there by the door. It, there's no telling what else we're going to be doing before it's over. Yeah, it's I still love going there, don't you? I love I love <laughs> the um, another another funny thing that happened was uh, or that I saw. I read about this, this preacher. He said I had a. He had, he had kind of a senior moment because one day as, as he was leaving the church, he, he said he was patting his pockets for, for where's my keys. He couldn't find the keys to his car and, and uh, he was looking for his keys. And they weren't, he just weren't there. And he searched the meeting room where he'd had a meeting and nothing. He couldn't find those keys. He, he realized I must have left them in the car and frantically headed off to the parking lot and, and he couldn't find his car. It wasn't there. And then, then all of a sudden he, he remembered that his wife, whose name was Diane, had, had scolded him many times. For, for leaving his keys in the ignition. And he said, uh, he said, hey, my theory was that leaving them in the ignition was the best place not to lose them. But her theory was the car will get stolen. Uh-oh. He said, as I hurried, I hurried from the building to the parking lot and I realized that, I, I, that her theory was right. The, the parking lot was empty. And so he immediately called the police to uh, give him his, give him the location and, 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 and confess that I had left my keys in the, in the car and, and it had been stolen. So he said, uh, then I made the most difficult call of all. He, he called his wife and said, honey, I, 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 he said, I've always called her honey in times like this. And he said, I, I left my keys in the car and it's been stolen. He said, there was this period of silence on the phone. He said, I thought the call had been dropped. And he, he finally, he heard Diane's voice and not so calmly, she said, I dropped you off at the church. <laughs> said, he said, uh, Man, I was embarrassed. He said, well, come and get me. He, she said, I will as soon as I convince this policeman that I didn't steal your car. <laughs> I'm telling you, that sounds like something that would happen to me so much. I'm sure glad it was him instead of me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm preaching to you from, from Proverbs, the 17th chapter, the stuff that we would have done between uh, the worship in this, we're going to do at the end. We're going to have a prayer for, for God to direct us toward our new leader. But this, this verse is Proverbs 17, verse 22, New Living Translation. A cheerful heart is good medicine. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. The King James Version you might be more familiar with is, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Mm. The message, Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, that just adds a lot of, I don't know, I, th I think he had the help of the Lord to be able to explain some of those verses. It's kind of like reading an Amplified Bible. He said, a cheerful disposition is good for your health, but gloom and doom leave, your bone, leave you bone tired. Mm. Not, not that we need any evidence to prove that because, hey, the Bible is the Bible. It's the authoritative. If you didn't have any evidence, still what the Bible said is true. Right. Amen? Amen? It doesn't have to be proven with, uh, with tests and, and, and scientific proof. But in this case, I want you to listen to how, how absolutely, how, how much evidence absolutely confirms the truth of what I just said, that a cheerful heart is good medicine. We, we don't need to prove that a broken spirit dries up your bones. 
leaves you feeling sapped of all your strength. It's, it's all gone. That's what uh, gloom and doom does, a broken spirit. Are, when, when all you can think is feeling sorry for yourself, you're hurting and you can't, you can't find your way out of, out of the rut it's in. It leaves you feeling helpless. That's part of what depression is, just covered up with helplessness and hopelessness. Uh, we, don't, we don't need something to prove us that. But the cheerful heart is what gets us out of that. A cheerful heart delivers, delivers us from that. A cheerful heart is what the Lord wants us to live with right through the middle of our adversities, right through the middle of the darkest night, right through the, right through the worry times. I'll, I'll show you that in Scripture in just a few minutes. And, uh, and so, but listen to this scientific proof that what the Bible says is true, that a cheerful heart does good like a medicine. A review of more than 160 studies, 160 different studies, have found clear and compelling evidence that happy people tend to live longer and experience better health than their unhappy peers. Happy people live longer and live in better health while they're living. The general conclusion from each type of study is that your subjective well-being, that is your feeling positive about life, uh, co contributes to longevity and better health. As I said, it, rather than feeling sorry for yourself or, de or depressed or stressed, because that, that doesn't increase longevity or, or, or good health. A study followed 5,000 university students for more than 40 years and found out that those who were more pessimistic as students tend to die younger than their peers. That, that's just another one of, one of those 160 studies. Anxiety, depression, a lack of, uh, of enjoyment of daily activities and, and pessimism are all associated with high rates of disease and a shorter lifespan. Now, I don't know about you, but that's starting to get my attention. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to make the, the, the mistake of missing on the medicine that the Lord told me was free right. and abundantly. And actually, it's fun to take. Amen? Amen. I, it, it actually is fun to take. I, I'll, I'll take all the cheerful heart I can get. Right. I, I'll take all the laughter's a good medicine that I can possibly get. I, it, it makes the day a whole lot brighter and a whole lot more enjoyable. So why would I refuse that medicine? I think the only reason somebody would refuse that medicine is they don't, don't know it's available. But if in fact a person finds out that, that God has provided opportunity for every one of us to live in such close connection with him that, that his joy, the joy that he puts in us spills over into our lives and we can live with cheerful hearts that are, that are, that, that are able to overcome anxiety and fear and depression and, and, and discouragement. Uh, I, I heard that other, other, other studies proved that marital conflicts were associated with, uh, with slower healing. You know, you can have a wound and it would heal slower in a marriage when there was, mar if you were in a marriage where there was conflict than if you were in a marriage where there was no conflict. That marriage can, can certainly be a contributor of joy and happiness. That's exactly what the Lord intends to happen. But, but if, in fact, just the opposite is happening, you, you need a dose of, of a cheerful heart from the Lord to, to get your marriage back in, 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 into a, uh, a place of where, where it, uh, it extends your life and, and improves how quick you, you're healed. An author named Ed Diner, D-E-I-D-I-E-N-E-E-R, he said, I was supposed, I was surprised and shocked to see the consistency of the data 
that all these different studies point out the conclusion that health and longevity are influenced by our mood. He was shocked to find out. We shouldn't be shocked because we've heard this scripture a long time. A cheerful heart is good medicine. I don't think that uh, all of Proverbs are, are just wise sayings. I think, I think the, the Lord spoke through the wisdom of Solomon to give us some of the secrets of life. I mean, he tells us, one of the main things he tells us is pursue wisdom. More than you pursue riches, pursue wisdom. Well, that's straight from God. And another thing he tells us is to pursue having a cheerful heart. Do, do what you need to do. Like, I, I guess that's what, how the Lord uses Marcia in our marriage, in our life. You know, coming across these funny things and sharing them with me just to keep some laughter in our day and some smiles on our face and some cheerful heart in our heart. She's purposeful about it, and, and I'm glad she is. I, I hope somebody will be purposeful about it in your life, too. I hope the Lord can just tickle you once in a while and make you laugh, and you don't even know why you're laughing. I, you know, I, I have heard revivals where people, instead of shouting and dancing, just laughed. And they just laughed in the Lord. And they laughed. They, 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 what, they, what they were laughing is about, about is all my cares and troubles aren't anywhere near as, as good and as strong as the goodness of God. I, I've got the goodness of God covering me, and I've got the, co I got the goodness of God in me, and I've got a reason to know that these, these troubles aren't big enough to steal my joy. When you get that in you, you're going to be able to smile from your heart. I, I think that's what a cheerful heart is, smiling all the way from down here in your spirit, in your heart. Philippians 4, 4, this is the apostle Paul speaking to the, really he wasn't just talking to the Philippians because God was using him to talk to us. That's why he wrote this stuff down and he called it the scriptures. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say, rejoice. And, and he's, the New, New Living Translation says it like this. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Always be full of the joy of the Lord. And, and then just a couple of verses later, you've got to take, take time to read Philippians 4. Philippians 4 is just full of memory verses. There are, the, the one chapter has so many memory verses in, in the same chapter. And, and there, that one, when he's, when he's admonishing us to be full of joy in the Lord, he, he just two verses later sells, uh, uh, tells us that uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, uh, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes understanding will fill your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. He's saying to you that, that even the, the anxiety and the troubles of your life, the difficulties, the adversity that you face aren't big enough to, to overthrow the, what he was telling you to do about the joy of the Lord. Right. Be full of the joy of the Lord. And when, when anxiety tries to steal the joy of the Lord, remind, go, go to Philippians 4 and, and read those verses about being full of joy of the Lord and read what it says to do about anxiety. Don't be anxious about anything it says. Refuse, choose, make a choice. I'm not going to be anxious about this. God's big enough to handle it. Amen. I'm going to, Lord, I put this in your hands. Your hands are the hands that made the world. Your hands are the ones that picked up the dirt and made a human being, put a circulatory system, a, a respiratory system in us, a, man, a reproductive system. He did it all with his hands. Lord, I put my troubles in your hands. I believe his hands are big enough to handle it, don't you? His, his hands are big enough to handle it. 
So instead of worrying about it, instead of being anxious about it, put them in his hands and then go on being joyful. Amen, Jason? Amen. Amen. I can tell you're agreeing with me. You wish we could trade places right now, don't you? So you could just preach this message. This is a, I mean, this is the kind of message that a preacher enjoys preaching right here. I'm glad, I'm glad the Lord gave me this, this message. It's not correcting you for anything. It's offering you a gift that you can throw in your life and it'll bless you the rest of your life. How, mu how much of your day is spent enjoying joy? How much of your day is, is spent enjoying the, 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 a joyful heart? How many times do you laugh during a day? How many times do you smile during a day? How often do you smile? And, and, uh, and, and, and is there a joy in your heart or are you dying quicker than you need to? Are, are, you, are you suffering from illnesses that aren't getting well because the absence of joy in your heart. The Bible says those things, would, would, they're a good mess, medicine. They're, they're going to cause you to, to be healthier and to live longer. And, and that's exactly what will happen if, in fact, we're full of the joy of the Lord in our heart. That, that's, the Scripture's not lying to us. Amen? It's not leading us on. It's not just saying this is, a, this is kind of a little joke I'd like to play on you. I believe it's real, don't you? And so let, let's, let's pursue increasing the number of times we smile every day because we're enjoying the joy of the Lord, because we're enjoying being the children of God, because we're laughing at the devil because he, he loses and we're rejoicing with God because he wins. Amen. Uh, I, I was uh, a pastor of a, uh, a good church there in Edmond, and uh, I remember there was a time I just had this burden for winning the lost. I, it's like I, I'm not seeing enough people get saved. It seems like we're doing everything right. The worship services are amazing. The, 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 the saints will come and, and, and we'll, we'll praise and we'll, and we'll pray and, and we have church. We enjoy it. But where are, the, where are the conversions? Where are the people getting saved? How many, how many of our youth, how many is our youth producing that get saved and baptized in water? How, how many of our, of our ministries are producing anything in the area of evangelism? And I, I thought about this and I prayed about it and I wept about it. And this, this wasn't the first time of my life, of course, but, but this time I became consumed with it and I became, I, I became grieved. I, 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 don't, I don't know how else to explain it, but I, I lost my smile. I lost my my joy, there was something going on in me and I didn't know if it was, I, I felt like it was, it was positive because I was moving towards something that I, that I was, I dreamed of. I lay awake at night wanting to see people get saved, wanting to come up with a new idea that will get people saved. I want the church mobilized to, to, to evangelize our community, to evangelize our friends. What, what can we do? I felt like that was, that was on, I was on, on target to do that, but the Lord spoke to me as I was walking off the stage. I remember I preached a message and instead of going that way to visit with people, I went this way to the exit because my office door was right back there. And the reason I was not going that way is because I had lost my joy. I, I was grieved over this. I was thinking about it as I walked by. I knew exactly what, that I was grieved by it. And the Lord spoke to me between here and where uh, Merle sits over there in that corner chair. That length of time, the Lord spoke to me and said, hey, he said, you better find a way to get through this because if you don't have joy, those you're leading don't want it. 
They don't want what you've got if there's no joy in it for them. And well, obviously it was from the Lord. He doesn't give anything but good words, does he? I mean, he and he got my attention with it and I stopped right there. Uh, we have three, three steps that step down off the stage and I stopped on those steps and thought about what the Lord had just told me. And, I, and he told me that you, you might ought to consider uh, smiling again, even though you're heavy with, with something that you're burdened about. I'd like to help you smile right on through that and everything else that you go through because, hey, this is what he explained to me. They expect you, they expect it to work better for you than anybody. They feel like, and this was what the Lord was telling me, what I thought, you can measure it and see if it makes sense to you, but they feel like the people in the church that, are, that I pastor, and especially the new people or the visitors, feel like I'm a lot more committed to this. You know, I'm really, really out there. I'm committed. I'm, I'm living every day in prayerful and, and in connection with the Lord. I'm living in his word. I'm, I'm getting these messages from God. And, and they think, man, if it doesn't work for you, if you don't have joy uh, in, in that depth of the water, I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to expect it in this ankle deep water that I'm in, you know. Now, now, pardon me for that illustration, but that's what the Lord told me. He said, hey, if it's not working for you, they don't want it. And man, I've thought of that a lot of times. If it's not working for you, but I don't think that's just for preachers. That's for every Christian. If it's not working for you, who wants it? Especially a sinner guy that, that really all he wants when he gets up every day is something to make, something to party about, something to take away the blues, something to, you know, he's going to listen to his country music and hope that does it. Well, that doesn't do it. That makes it worse. And so uh, he, he's, he's looking He's, he's wondering what in the world, maybe I'll drink enough that, that, that I, maybe I'll get on my motorcycle and, and ride or, 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 you know, something else. I got to find some way to find some fun in this day. But you know what? We, we wake up in, in, in something that, that will give us joy. Amen. In fact, we, we had it while we were asleep. We, we could wake up any time during the night and the Lord was right there to fellowship with us. The Lord was right there to love us. The Lord was right there to show us there are, there are ways beyond this adversity, this trouble that you're in. Well, I, I, I never did get as many people saved as I wanted to get saved. I, I'd like to go back and start over at 18 and, and do my ministry over again and find some new ways, some better ways to get people saved again. But I did lo- learn this. If it's not working for me, they don't want it. So I'm going to let it show that it's working for me. I'm not faking it. I'm just not going to let a gloom and despair of an adversity that I'm going through, a heavy burden that I'm carrying. The Lord did that. Look at the burden that was on the Lord. Look, look at, he knew he was going to the cross. He knew more than just 10 minutes before. He knew thousands of years before he was going to the cross. And, and what did he do when he, when he thought about that? When he thought about that night when Gethsemane would be, would have him in the crucible and it would just want to crush the very life out of him. His flesh would secrete out of his sweat glands blood because he was so stressed over what he was going to experience that night. And what was it he's going to experience? Was he afraid of the, the nails in the, in the cross? I believe, he was, I believe he was anticipating when sin, when he took on the guilt and the weight of our sin. 
And I believe that was the crucible that made him sweat great drops of blood and plead with his disciples to pray with him. And, and why he would say, Lord, if, it's any, if there's any way possible, let this cup pass from me. But he knew, he, he could have anticipated that moment and thought about it many times, but he didn't let it steal his joy. That's right. And in fact, Hebrews tells us, for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross for the joy of doing it for you and for me. What, what he could do was going to lift the heavy burden of sin from us and allow us to have a wedding garment to put on and we would fit, we would be appropriately dressed when we got in that, in that marriage supper of the Lamb and we're, we're not there trying to fake our way through. He did it for us on the cross. He paid it completely. He redeemed us from our sin. And, and for the joy of that, he found a way to overcome the sorrow of it and the pain of it. He, he was, had the joy of the Lord in his heart. He is the Lord. Yes. And the same joy that, that he lived with and having a cheerful heart. I believe God has a cheerful heart. Yeah. I believe God has a cheerful heart. I don't believe he lets the devil ruin his days. No. I don't think he lets me ruin his days. No. I, and I, I think he wants to share his joy with us like the songs that you were singing. You know, you know one thing that confirmed this is the message the Lord wanted to preach tonight is when you led that first song. In fact, I want to, if everybody is on your team is still here, I'd love to come up and do that song again at the end of this message. I'd love for us to be around the altar as we, as we just soak in the message of that song again. Because it was a song exactly about what I'm preaching to you about right now. I'd never heard that song in my life. Is this the first time you've ever done it? Nope, not it. I don't think you've ever done the same song twice. I, maybe there's one song I've heard twice since I've been here. In sixth week. You're amazing, Julie. You're amazing. You're a wonderful gift to this church. You're a wonderful gift to this church. I love, I love your, I love you and I love your sincerity in worship. And, uh, and, and uh, let me tell you, the, the Lord wants you to experience, not just dream about and think about and wonder if it's, he wants you to live in it. The joy of the Lord is your strength too. A cheerful heart does good like a medicine in you too. Amen. Remember how good it felt to laugh a while ago about those two jokes? Let's go back to that wall, Walmart again. We can have some more fun with that one. But, but here's, here's the truth. You don't need a joke. When you're a Christian, you don't need a joke to smile. You can smile because the Lord is so good. Uh, maybe another song to, f to follow up that other one is singing about the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. That, that's, that's the joy of the Lord. The goodness of God, how good he is, how, how, how present he is. Um, the, the health recommendations, if you want to be healthy and, and live a long life, here's what they say. Eat right, don't smoke. I'm glad they've thrown that one in. Used to the church had the burden of trying to preach that that was, a, that was from the devil, but now they, they've joined us in preaching that one. How about that? Isn't that good? I, I wonder what's next. That, that, that when they find out that, that uh, the things we've been preaching for years God was giving us those words and it turned out to be right. Uh, but they said, uh, that if you want to live a long time, be in good health, um, eat right, don't smoke, and exercise. They just should have added what the scripture said, be happy. Do all that and be happy. Be happy because if you can avoid the, the chronic anger and depression uh, of that, that, that would just squeeze the life out of, out of even though you're eating right and you're, and you're exercising and you're resting and you're doing everything right that they say, but I mean, anxiety and depression and anger, that they will steal that in a heartbeat. 
But if you'll be happy in the Lord, let, let, let's let the happiness of the Lord overcome anger, overcome uh, depression and discouragement and anxiety. Abraham Lincoln, I don't know any leader that ever led any organization like he led America through something so difficult as those years of civil war. When our country was at war and, and it was his job to lead us through that. He, he, uh, he, he said, he's known for saying, people are just as happy as they make up their mind to be. People are just as happy as they make up their mind to be. I believe that's what the Lord's telling us when he says, be anxious for nothing but in everything, but give it to God. Just choose it. I, just choose it. Embrace it. Lord, that's what you told me to do. And so I choose happiness instead of anxiety. I, I choose having the joy, a joyful spirit inside of me and my joyful heart instead of me being anxious and, and all torn up. Uh, I, I really believe it's true. What, what I'm preaching, I really do believe it's true. It's not, it's not easy, but it's possible. I, I believe with the Lord's help, every one of us can do it. Uh, I, I, I want to ask you, do you believe that, that being cheerful on the inside is a choice? Do you believe it's a choice? Is there anybody here that, that believe? Now, now, I will say this. When you're grieving the loss of a loved one, I, 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 the, the Proverbs says to try to tell somebody a joke during that time is just is acid on their wound. It, it's, you, can't, you can't expect to go through immediate loss of somebody without feeling the, the despair of grief. But even that, you can, you can rejoice in the joy of the Lord, that your loved one knew the Lord. Even in that, we sorrow not as those who have no hope. We, we, have, we have a reason, even in the darkest of our, uh, of our gloom, uh, when, we're, when we're grieving over someone's death. But, but that, that's, that, that comes in episodes through our life. And then the Lord heals us of that grief. He, he's our comforter. And he's our strength giver. It helps us get back on our feet and, and get through the, the dark nights. But I, I, I really believe it's a choice. It's a choice every day of your life if you're going to be, have a heart that is cheerful. And, and, I, and so this one last question, do you believe God wants you to be cheerful? I, I, I really do believe he... It's your turn, Philip. What do you think? Do you believe God wants us to be cheerful? Time to laugh and a time to cry. Yes, you're exactly right. Ecclesiastes. Amen. Thank you, Philip. That's my fellow first grader back there at Wilson. And we, uh, and we lived two houses apart, too, at the time and played in the yard together. Yes, it is. It is. It is true. God wants us to have a cheerful heart. God wants you. Why don't we just pray right now? Lord, would you help me to know? It's true that you want me to have a joyful heart. Would you really just use all your ability to, to bring revelation to our hearts? And may we accept it as not just something a preacher preached, but it was your word, and it's your word to us, inviting us to be one of those that, that has a joyful, that chooses to have a joyful heart. Lord, yes, we'll, we'll go through some adversity. Yes, we'll face our fair, our fair share of, of opposition to have, having joy. But, but Lord, we, we believe your goodness is going to prevail for us and that your, your desire can be accomplished in our life. We praise, we praise you that that's the reality. Amen. Amen. Martha Washington, George Washington's wife, said, I have determined to be cheerful and happy in whatever situation I find myself. For I've learned that the greater part of our misery 
of a, or unhappiness is determined not by our circumstances, but by our disposition. In other words, it's, it, it not, it's not only in good circumstances or bad circumstances that you can lose your joy. Your disposition can steal it when, on the best day of your life. And she said, I've determined to be cheerful in whatever situation I find myself that way, no matter what the circumstances are, I'm steady. I'm, I'm, I'm holding the hand of the one who, who said a joyful heart makes, does good like a medicine. Let, let's, make, let's make happy on the inside our default setting. That's what we go to. If we ever get out of it, two, two more scripture uh, uh, examples here. Mark, the 10th chapter, verse 46, New Living Translation. Then they reached Jericho, Jesus and his disciples. They reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind man named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, be quiet, uh, Many, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. <laughs> so they called the blind man, and Jesus said to him, What's the first thing Jesus said to him? Cheer up. Cheer up. I'm glad the gospel writer included that. Instead of just going right on to, uh, you know, and talking to him about his being healed of blindness, he included what Jesus said. First thing Jesus said, cheer up, cheer up. Yeah, I, I guess if I'd been blind my whole life, I, I'd, I'd have a hard time uh, finding something to be cheerful to. But, but you know what? This was the moment Jesus said, tell him to come to me. And we have that moment. We've had the moment Jesus said, tell him to come to me. We, we've been invited to come to Jesus. He said to us, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. He gave us that in Matthew, the 11th chapter, and it's ours to keep. We can keep those words. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you a cheerful heart, what he's saying. Yeah. I'll, I'll do for you what I'm doing for Bartimaeus. He called him to him, and he said, hey, son, be of good cheer. Cheer up. Uh, and then, and then uh, in Mark, the second chapter, just back to uh, ways in, in book of Mark, New King James Version. They, then behold, they brought him a paralytic lying on the bed. This is the story when they opened the, the roof and let him down on rope. Four of his friends did that. And, uh, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, what did he say? Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. We have both reasons. He said, come to me and he forgave us of our sin. So for both of those reasons, we can, we can take the admonition of Jesus himself and be of good cheer. Next time you're having a hard time having a cheerful heart, just think about your sins being forgiven. Just think about that, that heavy burden of your sin rolling away, rolled away, it rolled away. I was so happy when my burden rolled away. That, 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 no, there's no bigger burden than sin and, sin, and, and guilt and shame and and, and there's nothing you can do to fix it, but God can fix it because he can forgive it. He can cleanse you of your unrighteousness. Amen. And he would be saying to us the same thing. Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. Well, he also healed that man, told him to take up his bread, bed and walk. Uh, Jesus said this on the night of his crucifixion, when he was just hours before going to, to Beth, uh, the, the, uh, uh, Gethsemane. 
It's just a little while before that he was meeting with his disciples. I love those chapters, John 13, 14, 15, 16, his prayer in 17, probably while they were walking over there. And, and, and then what happened that night follows John's, uh, the chapters that follow. But all these several chapters, just a couple of, a few hours when Jesus set up a time to have a, that last Passover meal on the, on the day that the, the Passover lamb was slain, he, he knew that that was his day. He knew that being arrested this night and, and being crucified the next morning was fulfilling prophecy. And he, but but th this is how one of the things he says to, to sum it up. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If the Lord could admonish us on that night, just hours from the... From the, from the weight of, of Gethsemane, he was talking to us about cheer. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yes, I know the weight of the world can be heavy. But let me tell you, I've taken it on for you. I've broken the heavy burden of it. I've, I'm giving you the joy of the Lord. It's yours, it's yours to have. It's yours to keep. I mean, let's, let's just honor our master, our wonderful Jesus, who said that night while he was about to go to the cross for us, and he said to us, yes, I know in this world you're going to have a lot of tribulation, a lot of reasons to steal your joy, but I'm telling you, have your joy anyway. Be full of joy anyway, because you're my child, and I've overcome the world for you. That's who we've got for a Savior. That's who we've got to worship. Would you come to the front with me? Let's gather around in this altar. Let's, let's sing that first song. Song. All of you musicians, go back to your place. Philip, they may need you to help do something that, some, that somebody else uh, won't be here to do. But uh, let, let's, let's do it with all the seriousness that we can muster. Let's come up here and sing that song again. Let's sing it as a solo to the Lord. I mean, he, he, as if he doesn't hear anybody but you tonight, I want you to sing this song about, about having, uh, having the, the, the cheerful heart that we are blessed to have because of how much our Savior did for us, how present He is in our lives, how much He wills it, He determines it. He told us to do it. He told us, I've shown you in several scriptures how He told us to do it. So we're fulfilling His, his admonition and His challenge to us when we do this right now. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, Julie and the, and the worship team. We're gonna sing. And if you feel like dancing a little bit, it's okay. It's okay. You just dance a little bit. You just wave your arms and you just, but uh, you know, here's, here's what I want you to be mindful of. Your voice and Jesus' ear. I want him to hear your voice. I want him to hear your personal buy-in. Lord, I, I want to be a person who, who sings about the joy of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to sing it, Lord. We're going to sing it. Oh, there is Amen. a river whose streams There's a river. May glad, may glad the city of, the city of our God. God. That's oh, me, Lord. Oh, there is a river, river whose streams May glad the city of the our God. city of our God. Sing it again. Oh, there is a river whose streams May glad the city of our God. Oh, and there is a river whose streams Make that the city of our God. And Amen. I will rejoice. I will, I will rejoice, rejoice and be glad. Be glad in you, my, my God. Praise I the will Lord. rejoice. We will rejoice. I will rejoice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to 
and you'll give her the joy I will of the Lord. Rejoice. Let her experience the real joy. Like we're singing, the real joy. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. The spirit of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, gets rest upon my your daughter, Lord. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let that river, Lord, let that river run right through our lives. Let that river run swiftly, Lord. And may we be caught up in its strength. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And it flows from Emmanuel's veins. From Emmanuel's veins. It came and it healed me. Thank you, Lord. It came and refreshed me. It came and washed my sin away. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. And be church named Mike Ebensteiner and uh, he's a Vietnam vet he's a he's a wounded Vietnam vet and he and he he's but he's the Lord had just blessed him blessed him blessed him in his in his business career and and uh, but here he is uh, probably about 70 years old getting right, right about 70 and all of a sudden his heart's just failing the doctor's doing everything they can to save his life and they finally told him the only thing that's going to save your life is a heart transplant and this happened to be in about January of the year 2000. You know what was going to happen in March. So they started doing these tests on him and they, they, they said, we don't know when we'll ever find a, a heart, uh, but you need to live in, uh, within driving distance of the hospital. So if we get a heart and, and, uh, and they're, not, they're down there doing the tests and, and, and all of a sudden they come back in and said, forget about waiting. We've got a heart right now. 
We've got a heart just came in and, and we're going to, if you're, if you're willing to stay here, we'll do it right now. And uh, they, they did a heart transplant in him. And I'm telling you, he was, he was about to die. He, was, he, he, he told me Wednesday night, he said, I, I believe I would have died in the next week or two because it was that bad, that close to dying. And, and, and he said, but it, they got me in just in time before COVID closed the hospital from, from doing any heart transplants. He got his heart transplanted. It was a miraculous thing. But what I'm, what I'm here to tell you right now, man, the guy's mowing the yard. He's doing everything that he's done, he's done for years with a healthy heart. It's amazing. And so I, the Lord brought that to me while I was standing right there worshiping and, and told me to get up and tell you that some of you need a heart transplant. In order, in, order to have a, in, in order to have a joyful heart, you're going to have to get the cranky one out of there. And, and really, I, and this is, not, this is not impossible. It wasn't impossible for Mike in the, re, in, in the physical world. It's sure not impossible for God in the spiritual world. The Lord can give you a, a, a new heart so that the despair-ridden heart, the, the, the cranky heart, the, the grumpy heart, the, uh, the, let's just admit it. Some, some of us just go through days without smiling at all, not finding a thing to be smiling about. We, we, we live in a world of, uh, of uh, despair. Despair is what my brother said. And, and, I, I, and I, I just want, I think the Lord's given you the chance, just like that emergency room or that, that room that those guys that thought they were going to have to wait for months, maybe, maybe, maybe even up to a year. And, and they have to wait any time at all. The Lord's ready to do it for you right here, right now. A heart transplant. Anybody need a heart transplant? If you need, if you need the Lord to take a despair-ridden heart out of you, it's got you you've just gotten the habit of, of thinking sad thoughts. You, you've gotten the habit of, of saying, I, I don't have anything to smile about, or I, I, I'm, I'm not a happy person. Let's just let the Lord get rid of that identity and show us we're the children of God. We're, we're the children of God. We're, we're the city of God. And, and God has put a river that is going to keep us flowing, flowing in the, in, in the mercy of God, flowing in the goodness of God, flowing. Uh, it's, it's for you. As young as you are, look, look at this. You're finding this at the age of what? Fifteen. That means you get to have it for, man, how many decades if the Lord tarries is coming. You can have this the whole time. And, and that, that's amazing to get this in it while, while you're so young. Some of us are getting in a little later in the game right here. But I, hey, let, it's for us. Don't you, don't, you, don't you believe it? How many of you need a heart transplant? Let's just all close our eyes. Everybody just close your eyes. Lord, the ones of us that need a heart transplant are lifting up our hands and lifting up our hearts to you right now. We're crying out in desperation, Lord, that you will give us a new heart, a heart that is inclined to joyfulness, a heart that is living in that river of God and, and, and seeing the truth and the reality that it does work for me. What you've done in my life works for me. And it, it got rid of the despair and it filled my heart with joy. It got, it got rid of the discouragement and, and, and impossibility. And Lord, it replaced it with encouragement and true possibility. Nothing is impossible for my God. I praise you, Lord, that you'll change our, with a new heart, you'll give us optimism instead of pessimism. You'll give us fearlessness instead of being overcome with every little fear that the enemy throws our way. Lord, we're claiming and receiving by faith the miracle of a brand new transformed heart. In Jesus' name, a brand new heart conditioned for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I'm, if, if I'm still on the video and some of you are still watching, and if you're wondering if this is good at home too, it is. Anywhere you've got the presence of the Lord. Anywhere you've got the presence of the Lord. God's able to do what we're talking about tonight. So just stand with us and receive a transformation, a complete, total transformation from the Lord himself right where you are. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Why don't we all just turn and, and, turn and face the back. I don't know where the cameras are, but I want you to pray for the people that might be watching. We're going to pray together for them. Lord, we don't know who is watching, but we believe that it's your word that you want them to be full of joy just as much as you want us to be full of joy. We pray, our, we, we pray in agreement, Lord, that that woman, that that man, that that young person, Lord, right now will discover the joy of the Lord and that their countenance will change, their burden will roll away, that they will have a heart transplant, Lord, right where they are. Right where they are, and in the name of Jesus, we pray that, that with them believing you, Lord, they experience a miracle. We believe with them. We pray for them with passion in the name of Jesus. We pray for people who don't know the Lord, and, the, and, and no wonder that, that they can't find joy. We pray for them to find the Lord, to find the Lord and find joy, find happiness and find, find forgiveness and find grace on oh, all the things that, that can fill their life with, with joy for the rest of their life. Oh God, may we be transmitters of the good news so that people can see and hear the reality of, of a cheerful heart that's good like a medicine. And it's, it's in our daily routine every single day because we've got the Lord. We've got the Lord. We've got the Lord. We bless you for it in Jesus' name. Whew. Amen. Amen. You want to conclude this with one some song? Or? Okay. She's going to wrap this up with a song. And, uh, and everybody, let, let's, just, let's just enjoy enjoy that this one more song. I'm my sorrow, Dennis. I don't know why we do it, and I'm finding it now. Well, actually, actually, there's, there's something I got to do before you do this. We got to pray. I got to pray <laughs> because I'm never going to. I don't want to ever pass the opportunity to pray for a pastor. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, uh, let, let's just let's just wait quietly in this minute. It, right now, just wait quietly, and let the Lord speak to you about how to pray. Hmm. Show us how to pray, Lord. Show us how to pray. Lord, lead us, Holy Spirit, to pray because we want success in finding the pastor you have chosen, the pastor you've laid your hand on, the pastor of your choice. It's your church you choose. It's your church. Lead us where you want us to go by bringing the leader that you've put your hand upon. I pray it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, help us overcome any, uh, any feelings of, of hopelessness about finding the pastor that is right for us. You, you, Lord, you, you will see to it that we do. Because we are praying. Because we are praying in faith. We are trusting in you, Lord, to work through through our leadership to work, Lord, and, and may the word of the Lord just come to their heart and give them revelation. And Lord, that person that, that you are choosing, that you, you want 
to fill this pulpit and, and you want to lead this congregation, Lord, to a, a new day of health and strength and reaching this community and, and who knows even what beyond that, Lord. We, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name that you would help our hearts be completely assured tonight as we pray that we can, that we can expect to receive it because you're a God who hears and answers prayer. We commit all our expectations to you and we say, Lord, lead us and guide us, unify us, Lord, around one leader, one accord, for the Spirit of God can fall upon us and mighty things can happen through us. In the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen. amen. Now we're going to sing. In fact, while we're singing this, just go around and shake each other's hands and smile at each other, okay? Just go around and shake each other's hands. Praise the Lord. I'm trading my sorrow. Oh. I'm trading my shame. It was from the Lord. I didn't see it coming to tell you the truth. The joy of the Lord. I'm glad we were here for it. Praise the Lord. I'm trading my sickness. You've got a great smile. You've got a beautiful smile. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. We're singing yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, Amen. yes, I am pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. I am blessed beyond the curse for His promise will endure. His joy is going to be my strength. Though sorrow may last for the night, His joy comes in the morning. I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. Yes. We're singing, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. One more time. We're singing, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen.